This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, after a few weeks into the coronavirus pandemic, smaller federal contractors are now starting to feel the financial pinch. The Pentagon is doing all it can to help companies stay afloat. And a new way for federal employees to get financial aid. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Small business government contractors are already feeling the impact of the government's slowdown because of the coronavirus. A new survey by the National Defense Industrial Association, or NDIA, found 62% of all small businesses say they are losing money, mainly because of the reduction of billable hours. Additionally, 54% of the small businesses say they are experiencing a disruption of their contract because of the shelter-in-place order. More than 450 large and small contractors say accelerated payments and short-term loans would be the most helpful to keep their businesses going. The Pentagon says it's adjusting some 1,500 contracts to help boost cash flow for contractors who are seeing financial strain. The Defense Contract Management Agency is conducting a mass modification to increase the amount of money it can pay vendors who have not yet finished their work. The progress payments will be increased to 95% for small companies and 90% for large ones. There's some help out there for federal employees who run out of sick or paid leave due to the coronavirus. The Federal Employee Education and Assistance Fund is offering hardship loans to employees who have COVID-19 or are caring for someone with the virus. Initial grants are worth up to $500. Eligible employees can apply online. The National Treasury Employees Union is also partnering with the fund to expand its own disaster fund. NTEU says employees at one of its 33 member agencies who have exhausted their sick leave can apply for a $500 grant. NTEU members are also donating to the fund. The union is matching those donations. Federal employees will soon have even more opportunities to help with the government coronavirus response. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco has more. The Office of Personnel Management created a COVID-19 surge response program. It serves as a place where agencies can post temporary details, micro-details, and other short-term assignments for employees to help with the coronavirus response. The details are posted on Open Opportunities, that's a microsite within usajobs.gov. OPM is urging agencies to work together to identify temporary assignments related to COVID-19. Employees must apply for these details online. OPM says supervisors should approve them. I'm Nicola Grisco. Veterans Affairs paints a grim picture of the coronavirus and its impact on its workforce. The Veterans Health Administration estimated 40% of the VA workforce could be out of work at one time because they have the virus or are caring for a family member with the virus or they're afraid to come to work. The estimate is considered a worst-case scenario for the The estimate is considered a worst-case scenario for the virus at its peak. VA detailed these scenarios in its coronavirus response plan. A handful of unions representing VA employees say the agency is not involving them in coronavirus response planning. The American Federation of Government Employees, National Federation of Federal Employees, and other unions say they're hearing concerning reports from their members who say their leave policies and protective equipment stocks are inconsistent across the workforce. Unions are appealing to House and Senate VA committee leadership for help. They say VA should set weekly check-in meetings with union leadership and involve them in COVID-19 response planning. 
The Pentagon says it's making it easier for federal funding to flow to the National Guard units helping to fight the coronavirus pandemic. Details from Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. Defense Secretary Mark Esper is implementing a streamlined process to put troops in what's known as Title 32 status. Under that legal regime, soldiers and airmen are still under state control, but units receive federal funding and troops are eligible for military health coverage. Governor's request to activate troops under Title 32 will need to be submitted through FEMA, but DOD says it will immediately sign off on any requests that FEMA approves. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Despite all of this, the Space Force says it's still moving along on setting up the service. Chief of Space Operations General Jay Raymond says the service canceled its Space Flag 20-2 exercise, which was scheduled for late April. The Space Force is helping provide bandwidth for the hospital ship USNS Mercy as it takes on patients to help with the coronavirus response on the West Coast. Raymond says three Space Force members have been infected with coronavirus. Some big guns will soon come to bear for the search for answers about coronavirus. Here's Federal News Network's Tom Temin. It's the federal fleet of supercomputers. They're mainly operated by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the Energy Department, and NASA. An interagency review committee is also enlisting Amazon, Google, IBM, and Microsoft Clouds in the effort. Piyush Mayotra, division chief of NASA's Advanced Supercomputing, says the panel is evaluating virus-related research proposals from government, academic, and industry scientists. It'll soon match the proposals with the most suitable supercomputer. I'm Tom Temin. Flexible work schedules are an option now for federal employees teleworking with children at home. The Office of Personnel Management has even more guidance for agencies during the pandemic. OPM says agencies should allow telework-eligible employees to set core hours where they're working without much interruption and flexible hours where they're balancing work and caregiving duties. Employees could choose to work more days in a bi-weekly pay period, but with shorter hours. OPM says agencies should not use excused absences for employees who balance telework and their children at home. An evacuation order from the IRS requires nearly all employees to telework during the coronavirus pandemic, with no end date given. The agency will restrict building access today for employees picking up work assignments, mail, and supplies to work from home. Several employees will continue to work on-site for essential tasks they can't complete remotely. Managers can assign employees tasks that are beyond their usual workday, but staff are eligible for weather and safety leave if their managers can't find telework-eligible tasks for them. In-person field operations for the 2020 census count get pushed back another two weeks because of the pandemic. The Bureau first put that work on hold until April 1st, but now it's postponed it until April 15th. This will impact when enumerators can finish leaving paper questionnaires for households in Puerto Rico, as well as tribal and rural areas. The Postal Service looks to hire temporary employees to deal with higher absentee rates during the coronavirus pandemic. Under an agreement with the American Postal Workers Union, the agency can hire temporary mail processing assistants and clerk assistants at sites with workforce shortages. The agreement would require career employees and postal support employees to max out their hours before management hires temporary work. It would also allow USPS to bring back retired employees as extra clerk assistants. The Senate approves Jordan Gillis to become the next Assistant Secretary of Defense for Sustainment and Charles Williams as Assistant Navy Secretary for Installations, Energy, and the Environment. Gillis previously served in the Army's top installation spot. Williams spent 32 years in the Navy and served as president of a property management and development company called Commercial Realty. Both positions will have to deal with the issues of mold, mice, and lead paint that are currently plaguing military privatized housing. And six industry associations representing some of the biggest names in the technology sector are pressing DOD on its new cybersecurity standards. For more, here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller. 
Technology companies ranging from Google to Oracle to Cisco are warning defense officials that without more clarity, the Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification Initiative, or CMMC, could falter. A letter to DoD leadership from six associations representing these and dozens of other technology companies outlines a series of recommendations that the vendors believe could improve the cyber standard. One of the major changes the associations are seeking is for the Pentagon to recognize similar cyber certifications that could reduce the burden of CMMC. I'm Jason Miller. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One. And stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus on our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. 